0: This episode was recorded before the horrific earthquake, devastating parts of Turkey and Syria on February 6th and the second quake of February 20th. There's a difficult history and rivalry between Turkey and Greece, as I explained in the podcast, but Turkey was there to help Greece in the aftermath of their 1999 earthquake. And Greece has stepped up to help their neighbor now. We're like battling cousins who show up when needed the most. Please remember Turkey and long-suffering Syria and give your support to the victims of this disaster. It's going to be a long, hard road for them. There are links on our episode page and the StealthCreek.com website and on the website for the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of America for a few of the organizations taking donations. All of our best wishes and hopes for recovery and safety for the people of Turkey and Syria. Welcome to Greek Like Me, the podcast for Greeks, Hellenophiles, and anybody else who wants to wander in. I'm your host, Pamela Diodes-Wood. This is our first full-length episode, and the first using an actual microphone. Many thanks to our producer, Douglas John, as we continue to figure out this podcast thing together. Now, let's step into a sweet controversy that's been raging for centuries, This is the story of baklava, everybody's favorite Greek dessert. Or is it? How can I question the Greekness of baklava? I don't. It's as Greek as ouzo in New Jersey diners. But I don't walk away from a challenge. And I was challenged. I recently saw a TikTok making fun of Americans for only relating to ethnic people through food. The creator's theme was, you're Mexican, I love tacos. I commented, everybody mentions baklava when they find out I'm Greek. A Turkish woman responded, baklava is not even Greek, followed by a laughing hysterically emoji, implying rudely that baklava is Turkish. Or is it? I felt the intended insult and was ready to lash back against the oppressor. But I deleted my smack back before sending it and decided to ponder instead. I'm very fond of Turkish baklava. And I like to consider myself a peacemaker. If I'm wrong, I'm willing to admit it. Nothing's worse than people getting their information from overtly biased folks who feel no need to investigate further than their own opinions. So, although hearing the war cry of my people, I decided to dig deep into the history of this lusciousness and get to the truth of the matter, which I was determined would be baklava is Greek. And I would prove it through research and citing experts in the field or if the fact's warranted, reluctantly disprove it and go into permanent hiding. For those of neither Greek nor Turkish persuasion, allow me to illustrate just how heated the argument is about the origins of baklava. I cite the fracas at the Café Europe Cultural Initiative of 2006. Twenty-seven cafés in capital cities of European Union members, and two soon-to-be members, celebrated café culture. Sort of a, we're sharing what we have in common event. One of the presentations was called Sweet Europe, where each cafe served a dessert representing their country and culture. The EU had no idea what they were in for. Cyprus is an island nation in the Mediterranean with a Greek majority and a mostly Turkish minority. And for the Sweet Europe presentation, they served baklava. The Turkish response? According to Yalibnan of the Assyrian International News Agency, it was... Baklava is Turkish. We will not allow the Greek Cypriots to feed it to the world. Two years later in 2008, the Turkish patent office registered a geographical indication certificate for Antep Baklava, which is a famous Baklava variation from a city in southeastern Turkey. And what is a geographical indication certificate? It's a label required to identify a product, in this case Baklava, as originating in a given place. It's almost like a trademark saying, this is ours, we invented it. So this is a version of baklava that evolved in this region, and that's great. But we know what this is really about, planting the flag. Let the food fight begin. Pretty much every country in the Middle East, and every country once under the control of the Ottoman Empire, claims baklava. Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Egypt, Armenia, Iran, and Turkey, and Greece, and more. But who invented baklava? Which country is responsible for this delicious pastry of filo nuts and honey? My aunties are doing backflips in the grave right now, but I'm going to make the sign of the cross, light the kandili in front of the icon of the Panagia, and address this issue once and for all. I did a lot of research. I'm a primary source junkie. The problem is the primary sources referenced by historians weren't always easily available. And some that were, weren't in English or modern Greek. Cato's de agricultura, dating back to 150 BCE, was cited by Team Turkey, basically because it did not have an early Greek recipe for baklava. I was only able to find Cato's work in Latin. And I took four years of Latin, but seriously. No. Team Greek as well as Team Everybody Else points out that Cato hated Greeks and was never known to include Greek recipes or ideas about anything in his writings. He thought Greeks were degenerates because we know how to have fun. He was the Westboro Baptist Church of the late BCE era. Poor, sad Cato to never know or appreciate all that is Greek. Atheneo was a Greek writer in the third century, and I found a lot of references to his most famous work, Vipnosophistes, which as far as I can tell, translates to dining experts or those knowledgeable in the art of dining. Did I butcher the pronunciation? Atheneo provides a recipe for gastrin, believed to be an early version of baklava. I'll go into the gastrin debate later. Interesting side note, in the medical world, gastrin is a peptide hormone in the stomach, stimulating the production of gastric acid and aiding digestion. Was the hormone named for a nice, digestible Greek dessert? The word is definitely ancient Greek in origin, but I couldn't find a definition. If anyone knows, email us. I love a tangent, but let's move on. In 8th century BCE, Assyrians concocted a suite of unleavened layers of flatbread stuffed with nuts and honey baked in wood-fired ovens. Multiple websites and food writers tracing baklava's history led me to the Assyrians, one of the ancestor groups of modern Lebanese and Egyptians, but without attribution. Like, where are the original sources? But the references are ubiquitous, so there must be something to it. And this is a podcast, not a dissertation for my PhD in ancient pastries. I've listed my sources on the stealthgreek.com website if you want to explore further. In pretty much all of these references, Greek sailors and merchants are credited with falling in love with the dessert, carrying it west, and revising it by creating a thin flaky dough called phyllo, which is the Greek word for leaf. No doubt those Greek merchant ships were full of sailors from all over the region. People from different cultures were living side by side and recipes were swapped and adapted, different ingredients added or discarded according to the taste of the baker or the baker's cultural background. Persians, precursors of the dominant ethnic group of Iran, have also gotten credit for the creation of baklava because of their renown for sweet, nut-filled delicacies, and for recipes dating back to the 9th century. Azerbaijanis, Mongolians, and the Chinese are among those given credit for sweets that may have inspired the creation of baklava. Fun fact from the New World Encyclopedia, one of the oldest known recipes for a sort of proto-baklava is found in a Chinese cookbook written in 1330. This is later than the documented pastries in the Middle East and Greece, but who knows how old the recipe was before putting it down on paper. Was it influenced by contact with the Middle East? Or did it influence? Did each dessert evolve separately? Fascinating. The cookbook showed up during the Yuan Mongol dynasty called Gulak. Gulach is a dish in Turkey. phyllo layered in warm milk and sugar, served with walnuts and fresh pomegranate during Ramadan. I wonder if local Turkish bakeries make this during the holy month, because it sounds so good. Going even further back, ancient Greeks from the Minoan era, we're talking about Crete here, 3000 to 1100 BCE, originally made the famous dessert I mentioned earlier called gastron. It was popular as late as the Byzantine Empire, which fell to the Ottomans in 1453. We're talking thousands of years. Among others, Gastron is championed as the early version of baklava by historian Sperus Firionis. Gastron didn't use a traditional dough, but a sesame seed paste used as a base layered with a nut and honey center. Charles Perry, an American freelance food writer with a background in Arab Middle Eastern studies, weighs in on the baklava debate. I'll mention him a lot because he wrote an article on the origins of baklava that is quoted repeatedly by Team Turkey. Perry completely dismisses Gastron as a baklava forerunner. He mentions the Persians and Assyrians, but gives full credit for the creation of baklava to the Turks. The New World Encyclopedia disagrees, and I quote, An ancient recipe from the Greek island of Crete called gastron is quite similar to modern baklava. Sesame seeds, pepper, and poppy seeds are only some of the unusual ingredients in this ancient recipe. But the mezzi, a sweetener made from grapes, used long before sugar arrived in Greece, adds to its unique taste. I never heard of gastrin before researching this podcast, but after watching a YouTube video, I'm seriously thinking of making a batch and reporting back. If anybody has experience making or eating gastrin, let me know. Gastrin could get its own podcast. Getting back to the baklava wars, which is the quote of the day from Yalibnan, even if Gastrin was not the origin of baklava, as some historians think, it doesn't mean Greeks weren't revising the Assyrian recipe to come closer to the baklava we know today. A lot would have happened in Greece in the 1200 years between the mention of Gastrin by Athenaeo and the famous Turkish kitchens of Topkapi. A Washington Post article called Philofax gives full credit to the Greeks. The writer says the earliest mention of baklava is a dough and walnut sweet mentioned in the odyssey which dates back to 8th or 7th century bce that sent me running for my copy of homer but the passage wasn't cited i'm on a deadline if i find it i'll post it later basically turkish websites and perry lean heavily toward the turkish origins of baklava greek websites and professor virionis claim baklava for greece Other sites and writers with no Turkish or Greek affiliation seem to side with the Greeks for either creating baklava or carrying away and adapting the recipe from the Assyrians. But Perry doesn't even want to give Greeks the credit for inventing philo. He complains, Westerners sometimes resist the idea of seeing Turks, the Central Asian nomads, who began invading Anatolia in the 11th century, As having anything to do with the creation of this elegant sophisticated product of the kitchen they tend to look instead to the ancient settled populations of the eastern mediterranean as the originators of philo to that i say yes and yes and you don't convince me otherwise mr Perry. according to achilles pilamiri in the 11th century turks began appearing at the edges of anatolia which was then controlled by the greeks appearing, not invading. Their original home was believed to be the mountains of western Mongolia. Many of the Turks entering Anatolia at that time came as mercenaries working for Persian or Arab leaders. The 11th century seems a bit late on the baklava scene from what we know of earlier Assyrian and Persian desserts, and the philo-enhanced baklava enjoyed by Greeks centuries before. And as mercenaries, these folks remained pretty much unsettled because mercenaries basically run around warring on their boss's enemies. Did early mercenaries move their families around with them on the job? Did they bring their own cooks and pastry chefs? How sophisticated was a mercenary cook? The rest of the Turkic tribes continued as nomads. As they moved around, their cooking tools, including griddles and open cookfires, moved with them. In his article, Perry keeps insisting he's proving Turkish provenance of baklava. He says... It is true that the Turks had to cook their bread on the plain griddle, but ironically, it is possible that this is the very reason for the Turks' invention of layered bread, something already attributed earlier to the Assyrians. This is then extrapolated by mean Turks' invented filo, hence baklava. 14th century Turkish poet Kaigusos Abdal wrote about baklava, and in an article on Medium.com, Shreya Srinath says, Abdal's writing reflects the practice of making thinly layered breads on portable griddles, a practice largely undertaken by Turkish nomads. Maybe this is where Perry got the idea about baklava. Srinath talks about historians citing Assyrians as the originators of baklava and agrees Greeks introduced the phyllo technique. And she writes, by the 10th century, it had already become a delicacy for wealthy Greek families, 200 years before the Turks began entering the area with their griddles. I'm not saying these folks didn't make delicious and creative food. I'm sure they did, but have you ever worked with phyllo? I'm talking about the packaged stuff sold in markets. Even that shiitake takes precision to work with. It's not difficult if you know what you're doing, but it's time-consuming. Personally, I've never made baklava, signomi so to my aunts. I like a nice raveni or galato burrico, but I make an excellent spanakopita, another phyllo-centric food item. Many a non-Greek, non-Turkish, or non-Middle Eastern baker has struggled with the challenges of even store-bought phyllo. I'm no purist, so I don't make my own phyllo. And you can't make me. But that's a whole other lengthy and arduous process. Check out the videos I've linked, and you'll see they're not for the person with time or space constraints. I'm thinking a nomad cook's creativity would be about working with what's available as camp moves around. Much of these people's time was used in setting up or packing up camp dealing with the herds accompanying them protecting themselves from the elements marauders disease how is a sophisticated dessert prized by kings a priority or even a possibility okay getting back to making the baklava the honey syrup or in the case of turkish baklava sugar syrup has been mixed so it'll cool by the time the baklava comes out of the oven then the baker must handle the delicate phyllo, which dries and breaks easily. Each thin leaf of the dough is individually brushed or sprinkled with melted butter and laid on top of each other in a baking pan. The nut-honey mixture of choice is smoothed over the layers, and more leaves of individually buttered phyllo are laid on top, and the baking pan heads to the oven. After the pastries baked, the cooled syrup is poured over the hot tray of baklava to absorb it. The layering and careful handling of the phyllo makes the pastry flaky and time-consuming. I'm not sure I see the nomadic Turks as having the luxury of working with layered phyllo items, especially since they couldn't saunter down to the local market to buy the ready-made. Then cooking it all on a griddle? I'm thinking Mr. Perry never did any field studies working with phyllo in a modern kitchen, never mind on the road. Today's nomadic peoples have no doubt figured out a way to cook anything they want with portable cooking devices. But there's no proof baklava griddling was happening with the nomads back then. And that papery thin dough is called filo, not yaprak, not saifa, commonly used Turkish words for leaf. Nobody from the Ottoman Empire would have named a Turkish dessert ingredient with a Greek word because they were more interested in quelling and subjugating the Greeks than giving them props. In her iconic work, The Complete Greek Cookbook, The Best from 3000 Years of Greek Cooking, Teresa Carlos says, In 1453, when Constantinople fell to the Ottoman Turks, Turkish influences crept into everyday life, and recipes as old as Mount Olympus were now called by Turkish names. Native Americans grew maize or maize for thousands of years before Europeans pushed their way in and called it corn. As an empire, the Ottoman Turks absorbed the food traditions of its subjects, including the Greeks, as much as its subjects incorporated aspects of Turkish cuisine. Perry next invokes the famous baklava made at the renowned Topkapi Palace, built by the conqueror of Constantinople in 1460. And he points to the famous baklava processions from Topkapi, where on a specific day during Ramadan, the Sultan presented trays of baklava to the Janissaries in a ceremonial procession called the Baklava Alayi. The Janissaries, or Yenichere, if you'll excuse my pronunciation, were elite members of the troops protecting the sultan and his household. Topkape may very well have perfected the absolute addictive pastry that is Turkish baklava. And I take my hat off to them because I love that stuff. But that doesn't mean they invented the original pastry. And as for baklava festivals, that doesn't prove anything either. The state of Georgia is famous for its peach festivals but that favorite American fruit originated in China. Perry is dogged but unconvincing. I acknowledge the Ottoman Empire is hands-down responsible for spreading baklava throughout the lands they conquered. They were the ambassadors of baklava and flaky pastry in general. It's assumed strudel is the Hungarian-Eastern European take on baklava introduced through Turkish invaders. Perry even cites an Uzbek cake called pishkal, to prove Turkish nations and their layered bread led to baklava. But Uzbeks aren't Turks, although related as a group speaking a Turkic language in the same way that French and Spanish are both Romance languages. So that would be Turkey borrowing someone else's recipe, not originating it. I checked out a YouTube video on a eager Kitchen channel, and Pishkal is another revelation for me that I will hunt down the first chance I get but nothing made me think of baklava when i watched it being made the turks have even claimed the word baklava but armenians another ethnic group conquered by the turks submit it is a combination of the armenian words bach meaning lent and halva for sweet to further complicate matters the website anninthekitchen.com asks did baklava really originate in the ancient greek kitchens of the 2nd century bc as plakus? Or did it originate even before that as the ancient Roman placenta cake? Most historians seem to agree placenta cake followed placus. Both were many-layered cakes of wheat flour, honey, and cheese, sometimes with nuts and figs, all covered in honey. The afterbirth placenta was named after that Roman cake, begging the question, what the heck did that cake look like? Greeks, Assyrians, Egyptians, Persians, Phoenicians, Sicilians, and a lot of other folks interacted and traded in ancient times. Ioannilos tells us from 900 BCE to 158 BCE, a span of 700 years, Greece was a powerful military force in the Mediterranean with bases or colonies on the coast of Asia Minor, Cyprus, Egypt, Gaza, France, Spain, Sardinia, Persia, and India. Even today, similar recipes, many with similar names, are found in all of these. Everyone in the region has a recipe, and everyone wants to claim it. My Maz Nuna would have a WWE-style smackdown with all these people. I sound biased, and I admitted right out of the gate that I am. But I also sincerely looked into as many sites, articles, and claims to fame as possible, within reason. I could have spent a lifetime searching out articles on this topic. Biased sources aside, Mr. Perry, Professor Virioni's, and Greek or Turkish cooking websites included, historians cannot pin down the origins of baklava with conviction. The Encyclopedia Britannica and its entry on baklava diplomatically intones baklava, Turkish-Greek Middle Eastern pastry of filo and nuts. And let's face it. Through the original introduction of the Turkic tribes into the Greek enclave Anatolia, right through the Ottoman Empire in today's Turkey, chances are many Turks have Greek ancestors. DishesOrigins.com leans heavily toward Turkish invention of baklava, but even they admit the exact origin of any food is nearly, if not completely impossible to pinpoint among the myriad people and cultures who have and continue to live in what is now Turkey. Anastasia Miarin-Fodor says, Rather than being of one nation, baklava is a distillation of cultures, traditions, and ethnicities into a single dessert. Which makes me say, Madam Turkish TikTok commentator, baklava is Greek. And it's Turkish. And it's Middle Eastern. Famous sommelier and food writer from Mexico, Franco Salzio, writes, a more sophisticated version of baklava developed later in the Ottoman Empire during the 15th century. And that makes sense. The chefs at Top Capet were renowned as the height of luxurious and fabulous cookery. They had the money, the time, and the incentive to excel. They no doubt innovated and perfected many a dish barred from the lands the Ottomans conquered. But Salzio also says baklava predates modern frontiers, And I have to say, yep. Nuts, honey, unleavened bread, and later thin-layered doughs were common and part of the diet all over the region. These cultures traded and lived together for thousands of years. It's not reasonable to think one culture invented baklava when it's more likely everyone contributed to its creation, perhaps starting with the Assyrians. Whoever first created baklava in whatever form would have influenced those around them, who would have shared their own variations depending on what supplies they favored or had most easily at hand. The dessert would have evolved, been shared again, evolved some more, and been shared again. My favorite quote about baklava is by Miyadi. It's the dessert of people who once lived alongside each other, proof that above everything else, food can unite us. So time to stop fighting about who invented baklava because nobody knows. Let's eat. Living in northeastern New Jersey means living near a megaload of Greeks and wonderful restaurants and bakeries where baklava is sold. And it means living near Patterson, Passaic, Bay Ridge, and other centers of Middle Eastern and Turkish dining. I recommend sampling everybody's version of baklava. Greek baklava is a satisfying walnut and honey syrup blend with cinnamon and clove. It's dense and rich and gorgeous with a side of Greek coffee. It's said that the Greek version of baklava incorporates 33 layers of phyllo, representing the 33 years of Jesus' ministry. Turkish baklava or fistikli baklava is a more delicate pistachio filled pastry with a sugar syrup and lemon. To the Ottomans baklava was an aphrodisiac and different spices were used depending on whether a man or woman was eating it. Many Turkish recipes use walnuts or almonds, but pistachio is my favorite. Turkish baklava is a must try. Lebanese baklava is light and less sugary with a smaller portion of nut filling. Lebanese bakers use a fragrant syrup mixed with orange blossom water or rose water. My best memory of Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I joined the husband for a library conference was investigating the wonderful Lebanese restaurants and gorging on the baklava. Syrian baklava uses orange blossom water and often lemon with either walnuts or pistachio. It's another lighter, less sugar dense version of the dessert. There are Armenian, Israeli, Egyptians, and Indian versions of baklava that I haven't tried yet, but it sounds like essential research. I'll report back on my results. I read there's even a Russian version and bakers are now experimenting with cheesecake baklava, chocolate baklava, blueberry baklava, baklava cookies. Our church festival crew at St. Nicholas, Constantine and Helen Rose, in New Jersey makes an awesome baklava Sunday. Check in with your favorite style of baklava and recipes. The more, the merrier with this multicultural dessert. Kali I've done my best with pronunciation of Turkish, Syrian, Indian, and Armenian words and proper names. Please correct me if I messed up. There's nothing we ethnics like more than people making the effort to learn how to pronounce our names and our favorite meals. Yuro. It's pronounced yudo. Greek Like Me is a Stealth Creek production. This episode was researched, written, and narrated by me, your host, Pamela Diotes wood Our producer, photographer, and post-production editor is Douglas John. Additional research by Moncler State University librarian and husband, Eduardo Gill. Thanks to Martha Giancola for her moral support and script notes. Visit our website, stealthcreek.com, for resources, photos, links, and more please rate, like, and subscribe. It helps us get noticed so we can keep making content about Greeks and Greek culture. Until next time, yasas.